Hello, welcome to Off The Shelf Reviews. I would like you to ring my bell. And I'm Gary, and today we're going to review and discuss and compare Ringu from 1998, directed by Hideo Nakata, and The Ring from 2002, directed by Gore Verbinski. Ian, why don't you give us the synopsis for The Rings? Well, both of them follow the same kind of story. A reporter's family member has recently been killed, and as the reporter starts to investigate the backstory of the killing, she uncovers a cursed videotape and a cursed girl who will kill you in seven days. So this is based on the novel by Koji Suzuki, who originally was inspired by the 1980s film Poltergeist. Ah, nice. And uh, Ringu is an adaptation of the first novel. And it was actually really a remake of a Ring film that came out before this one. It was Whoa. a made-for-TV movie. And that's to say as well that I think there are about 11 movies, maybe 12 now in total, in all of the Japanese and American Ring movie sagas. You know, we had uh, Spiral in 1998, Ring 2 in 1999, Ring O, The Birthday in 2000, then the, the American Ring movies, and then Ring 2 in 2005, which actually brought Hideo Nakata from Ringu to direct the American sequel of his original movie. Okay. Uh, then we also had Rings in 2017. Then we had some really obscure Ring movies uh, like Sadako 3D and Sadako 3D 2. <laughs> we also had a TV series, or maybe even two seasons, of, of The Ring. Before we even ended up with the Ring versus the Grudge movies. Oh, man. It, it, it's, <laughs> there's so many of them. <laughs> it's like the tape. It's just been passed it's, on yeah, for generations. It's just been copied over and over. <laughs> now, my first introduction to Ringu um, is uh, the fact that I received a copy of this film on a VHS tape and watched it in a VHS player with the tracking all fuzzy, <laughs> the sound being distorted, yeah. and that really, really helped with the immersion into that film because it felt like I had just been cursed yeah. watching that film. And of course, when you see it to its shocking conclusion, it leaves a mark on you. Yeah. Then when I got to the 2002 American remake, this was kind of, you know, right at the start of not just re uh, not just Amer uh, American remakes of Japanese horror movies, yeah, which yeah. would be a trend for quite a while, but of course the beginning of a trend of just American remakes in general. Yeah. So I really just kind of forgot that there was even a, a, an American remake of yeah. this film because it was just buried under so many other remakes. Uh, the first time I ever watched Ring, I think, was early 2000 as well. I Maybe I've drunk too much or whatever over my time, but I swear the version I watched was in black and white. I swear I watched black and white Ring. 1998 and so when we sat down to watch the film for this review i was at first really surprised it was in color because i thought it was all in black and white and i hadn't watched it since then like it had always just like gary said burned into my memory i remember watching ring you uh the the sequel um the japanese sequel and i was just like no i can't do this story anymore it's getting farcical you know at the same time i was seeing things like the grudge was coming out everyone was like oh my god the grudge is just like the ring and i watched it and i'm like eh, 
now we've got that little boy going. Ahh. I mean, that was great. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, it was. But me personally, I'm a I'm I'm a bigger Pulse fan than I am Grudge or Ring. And so when the American remake started to come along, I just went, nah, sorry, Jennifer Connelly. I don't want to watch you in Dark Water. Sorry, Naomi Watts. I'm not really interested in you in this Ring movie because I, I know how it goes. But then when we were asked to compare them, compare them both, I thought, okay, this will be interesting. So sitting down to watch Ring 1998 and Ring 2002, the stories are pretty much the same. We start with two young girls sitting in their bedroom talking about this cursed videotape and i have to say that for me it always does boil down to japanese horror j-horror with how with such a minuscule budget they could just get two actors i mean anybody can really do it really you know they used to do it with evil dead but conveying this story about how they had watched this cursed videotape you know and how after you know they've watched it and it's almost up to the seven days now well the 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 intros of both films really give you the blueprint for the story you know we get told exactly how the curse works yeah what happens and then you know both of those scenes end with the results it being on the seventh day for the girl that had watched the tape. Yeah, but in the Japanese version, the girl who's who we know has been kind of cursed, you know, watching her walk around, you know, she, the, the phone goes at one point and then the TV turns itself on. I like the way that, the, you know, without having too much blood or gore, you know, or having a jump scare, you do get the camera kind of zoom in onto her face. It, it flashes and well, we it, get the impression that she's dead. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it's a very cheap look. No, well, it's I mean, cheap. No, no, no I'm going to say, I mean, it's not just the, the year that it was made in. I mean, the, the, the remake was only four years later. Yeah. It, it was the fact that this film is obviously on a budget of just over of a million dollars. Yeah. Whereas the American remake is almost 40 times that much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so they had, you know, um, you know, advanced technology, but access to more special effects. And so they got to do the prosthetics of the distorted face with the chin aside. Yeah. The yeah. eyes rolled back and it almost looks like uh, perhaps like a drowned victim. Yeah. Definitely get a sense. It looks like their soul's been ripped right out of them. Yeah. Whereas in the Japanese version, when we do find them, I and it is a great little moment when we, cause it's just a snippet, you know, it's like a few frames where the door opens and we see that, horrified expression i mean that works on its own yeah but just the cut to the you know the uh where the effect goes across the screen in a still image yeah compared to the flashing images we see in in the remake in, in the remake yeah it's all extended you know we're following this girl katie walk around you know her friend becca's not answering her cries and she's you know i like how in the american remake they try to capture the shots from certain angles in, uh, from the original Japanese version. And, you know, one of the shots is the girl from pro, uh, from the side shot, um, just like in the American version. But then we get the long-winded stuff of her having to go up the stairs. You see the water coming out of her bedroom. And I'm like, you know, like, maybe it would have been better if I didn't know. Because I'm like, oh, why is there water? You know, oh, what is luring her up the stairs? But in my mind, I already know. I'm like, yeah, that's a drowned bitch in there. She wants to kill you. Don't go in there. She opens up the door and we get the flash, uh, flashing of images. 
With the Japanese version of the introduction of the Riko character, uh, played by Nanako Matsusumi, she she comes across in this as like the unknown ditzy kind of reporter who stumbles just happens to stumble across the story because it's her cousin who has died in the beginning you know and her son kind of comes across as i don't want to be harsh but weird and eerie you know well, i also think it's the same for both versions of the film and we get a sense that uh, this child has been left to fend for himself yeah we get many times in the uh in, in both films where the kid is you know he's, he's making his own pat lunch he's making his way to and from school yeah you know it's the fact that i like the fact in both movies that it's a slow reveal that we find out that our two main protagonists were either married or were together and split up and it is their child yeah and it seems we get a sense that both of these characters are so focused on their careers that they have abandoned their child pretty much and i think the american version especially explores the uh, the themes of uh, of of child abandonment yeah, and yeah. almost infanticide uh, just a little bit more uh, but then that's also the cultural differences between american I, I and japanese say. films as well yeah with the cultural differences i accept it more in the japanese version that the son would be left to fend for himself you know the father's not there he does come in little later on hiroyuki sanada playing ryuji he's just an awesome actor i loved him in sunshine yeah um and uh he was i mean scorpion yeah scorpion it's scorpion <laughs> yeah. you know uh, but he, like, like their whole family dynamic, I kind of get from their culture. You know, they've split up. The son is kind of raising himself, but also kind of looking. He's looking after mum, you know, especially when she comes back. She's looking for a dress. And he's just like, look, I've already got it out. I'm ready to go. The American version comes along and it's just like, okay, here's our son, Aiden. You know, it's his cousin who's just died and he was really close to her. So that's why he's kind of acting weird. I did like the classroom scene um, and, it, and it, you know, where he's been drawing pictures of his, of his dead cousin. And the yeah. teacher's like, we need to talk about your son when... drawing these pictures. And she's like, well, look, his cousin just died two days ago. So, of course, he's going to be drawing it. And she's like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. he was drawing these last week. No, they, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. I don't think those pictures are of his cousin. I think that's of Samara. Um, you know, just for the film, hinting it early on for fans. For me, it was the fact that uh, it, it was the fact. That obviously, he was close to his cousin, and his cousin had confided in him about watching this tape. That is, um, yeah, and that so is it true. alludes to the yeah. fact that you know she knew she was going to die ahead of time. Yeah, and so that's how we knew. But it, I mean, that it does also it. lead to the fact that you know we 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 find out throughout the film that you know the spirit of Samara or Sadako. Uh, has you know kind of like a mental projection and that, yeah. I mean, that is how she kills her victims in these films yeah uh, by by telegraphing the most horrific imagery possible is what we would imagine uh, always, which causes them to die yeah i'd like i always imagined when i first saw the movies i always just imagined they died of fear well yeah you know, i mean it's an extreme sense fear. of it from all of the horrific imagery but the japanese one goes on a course of saying that like, she can stop hearts. Well, I mean, in the original book, it was kind of like you ended like up getting a, something like chicken pox, and, and, and which yeah. eventually caused your heart to stop. It's, so it was yeah. heart attacks. It's, it's like, it, you know, yeah, stopping of the heart using her psychic powers. The American one, it's like a whole fucking island thing, you know. But like, like I said, when the, when the reporter 
goes to the funeral in, in both movies. Like, I'm not much of a fan of Rachel in this movie because she does just come across as a bit of a bitch. Like, the moment when she walks into the classroom where she's, like, swearing and she looks at the teacher like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm she's like... She's got that sassy attitude, isn't I'm she? Like, where yeah, she's just like, I'm not going to sit on the chair on your level. You, I'm going to sit on the table. Where your son, <laughs> I can see where your son's got it now. But in the Japanese version, the, the camera work just really works where the little boy... You know, he, he's going up the stairs, the way the shadow is captured, you know, like there's something there in the shadows watching you, bringing him up to the tape. You know, I kind of get, you know, Ring is now calling him. In the American version, you don't really get that. You get a couple of flashes where he sees where she, his cousin ran up the stairs, which I thought was cool. But I thought the most scariest thing for me in the American remake was when he actually looked at the bedroom and I thought, holy fucking shit, look at that TV, look at the VHS, and look at her PC. Her monitor on the PC is almost as big as the fucking TV she's watching. Like, it was, it was scary, people. It's like looking, a time travel. Like, <laughs> like, 20 years of technology just gone, woo! <laughs> it was crazy to think, like, all I could think was this, the girl in present day would have all of that in her phone. And that's how the, the ring girl would try to get you. Well, I mean, you can look at the 2017 version of The Rings and see just that. Yeah, no. But, uh, Ian, did I ever tell you my favourite colour was green? No. <laughs> this is one of the biggest uh, things that really put me off this American remake, is that the entire film is saturated in this green filter. Like, oh. even the DreamWorks logo at the beginning is, is, is dark green. You know, when I first put the film on, I was just like, there's something wrong with my TV. Like, I need to adjust my, 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 uh, my saturation. <laughs> or the, the brightness and I was like oh no the it, whole film is green and it was in it was intentional from the filmmakers because perhaps it's because the shitty VHSness no it? it's not that it's the fact that the green is a sick color it's an ill color you know and so they wanted the whole film bathed in this sickly green off kilter color so uh, there's only a few moments in the film where we have a normal kind of presentation, but everything else is just washed in that green. Wow! And, it, and, and as an audience, it makes you feel sick. Yeah. You know? But it also makes you, you know, think makes you think of moss, and it makes you think of like sewage water, and uh, and so it's kind of like foreshadowing. And there's a lot of foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, I think in the American version, yes. There's, there's lots of close-ups of rings. Uh, you know, the motif isn't there in the Japanese one, but it is here in the American one with, with like, drain pipes, manhole covers, yes. clocks, yes. items of clothing. Like, she, at one point, she goes to see a psychiatrist or a doctor, and she's got, like, circular things on her top. Oh, really? You know, there's just oh. lots of circle, circles. I mean, there's, like, a, the coffee mug leaves the circular yeah, stain. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I mean, she flashes a lot of... We, we start to realise, in the American version, the stuff that you've seen in the videotape, not only is it hinted... Uh, you know, to how the ring girl died. Um, but it's also things that are foreshadowing. You That's know? what I really, really like about the American remake really? over the rings. Like the curse tape in the ring is, you know, it, it's bizarre. It doesn't make sense. Which yeah, is like, who's this woman? Yeah. Why is the mirror flipping? Who's going off the edge? Where, uh, um, and, and all of that is fine. It's creepy. We don't know what it means. Yeah. But I, what I like in the American one is that it is, it's even more ambiguous as to what, what messages are coming through on the tape. And, and it's the fact that the filmmakers found an interesting way to put imagery in the curse tape, which are clues for the characters to figure out, to find out 
who Samara is, where she is, where she came from, uh, and to you know to basically get to the origins uh, of yeah. her story. So I thought they were very creative, and they were also created some very disturbing imagery with the finger on the nail, yeah. the tub full of fingers, the, yes. the ladder, uh, the horses, everything else. It was definitely else. there to try and creep you out because... Like we said, it had only been four years, but the 1998 version seems a little bit tame in comparison. I mean, I, I it sounds harsh to say that, but it's it's tame as if you compare Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, to the most recent one that went out on Netflix. You know, like they're, in some ways, they're the same story in completely two different universes. So for me, in the American version, you know, with the extra scenes and just the the the, the over the topness i i much prefer the japanese version because it just kind of just goes look this is all really weird but the film also both films try to convey to you that this reporter is doing a good thing investigating this story both reporters go to a cabin in some woods uncovers this tape curses themselves by watching it obviously um and starts to kind of question the the, the things that are inside the videotape where when when rachel in the american version brings it and then she shows it to her boyfriend husband we're not ex-boyfriend yeah. yeah not entirely sure the film doesn't actually break down who noah is until their son has watched it and you kind of should already know that's coming because that's what's going to happen in, from the original version but i like in the original version that it does seem accidental that you know that the reporter happened to get the tape, watch it, watch it, shows it to her husband. They're still not fully believing that it's a curse and that it's going on. The husband, you know, he fully tries to dominate the relationship by saying, "No, you're, you know, you're well, wrong." I, I really like the scene where uh, I mean, it, it's in both versions, but I, I prefer the uh, the performances in the Japanese version here, where mm. Rico. As just like, here, here's a Polaroid camera, take my picture. Yes, And yes. he's just like, well, you're going to look at the camera? <laughs> you know, and she, you know, she, she already knows what the result's going to be, but it's the trying to communicate that to, to our ex-lover. Yeah. That, that, you know, the curse is real and the, the images are going to be distorted. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like the realization that, that maybe there is something going on here. It's something that's, we, we have the proof now. And it's also similar to all of the distorted images of all the kids that went to yeah. this cabin. And, and so I was like, and that's what then leads her, well, leads both of the protagonists in both films to go to the cabin to find out what actually happened there. And they both end up getting a copy of the tape and yeah. getting cursed and, and, and going from there. Now, I do find that in the American version, you know, it, it is like half an hour longer. Yeah. And there is a lot of montages of uh, of research being done in libraries, you know, on the uh, the microfiche. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Trying to figure out, you know, what's actually going on. And there's, you know, we, we get this whole backstory about Samara, who was probably adopted by this family that couldn't conceive. Yeah. And uh, they went away somewhere and then came back. The baby or the child was causing everyone to have these images or these visions which were driving them crazy. Yeah. So they ended up putting her out in this barn outside where she ended up killing all of the horses. Forcing um, the horses to drown themselves and of kill course, themselves. Of course, which of course the, it was the mother's, you know, her, her livelihood. It was her life. Yeah. And uh, and then we do get the uh, horrific image of the mother black bagging Samara over the head and then yeah. pushing her down the well. Now, 
it was originally going to be an be an R-rated movie, and you know this sequence here in particular was the one that got cut the most because the uh, the the suffocation scene was three times longer than it is in the film. Not only that, it wasn't enough to kill her, and so she bashes Samara's head in with rocks, uh, which still doesn't work before she pushes her down the well. Yeah, so of duh. course. It was it was it was a way just to show like this girl like will not die. See, see, that's what I I don't particularly like that in the in the remake. In the Japanese one, the story is basically kind of the same. It's the point that like the mum was kind of psychic and being used by this doctor, and yeah. then when they were all ridiculed and and kind of shouted at, you know, that it's all fake. You know, the doctor didn't do anything to protect the mum. And so Samara, you know, she was trying to protect her mum because she also had the psychic powers. And when mum died or was killed by, or I think she committed suicide because of the trauma from the doctor and all the, all the uh, ridicule from all the other scientists, that he kills her. So she's not, she's not putting her off like a, just a constant psychic beam. You know, she has the control of it. And so then when she is thrown and thrown down the well, she's not dead. She's not supposed to be dead because the whole point is that she's trapped in the well. She manifests her hate and her spirit and whatever psychic shit that she's got into this videotape, which is then taken from people and puts around. I think, again, I like it in the American one where we get the uh, the uh, the videotape footage, the archive t interview with Samara and the doctor's holding up these, these yeah. you know, like, overhead projector paper things, but then, which she's projected these images into, which then, you know, lets us believe that she could have projected all the imagery that's on the tape. But it just now, doesn't make any sense. Well, it's the it's the big thing about the film is that uh, Rachel's character goes back to the to the house that Samara grew up in, yeah. and she starts attacking uh, Brian Cox. Like, she was your daughter. How can you disown her? You killed your own daughter. As an audience, we're with Rachel, and we're sympathetic to this innocent girl that yeah. was brutally murdered and thrown down a well but then we also have that archive footage where Samara's just like I fucking want to kill you all and I don't care well yeah and because so, she's being fucking mistreated but from has fucking she, day but, but that's one. it yes. like, the, 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 that, both, that, both films they, they make you feel sympathetic towards her yes because yes, she is do, a they child do. Yeah, they, but at the same time she was born of a demon and she's evil through and through and I totes and I totes <laughs> get that so I, but going, it, I wanted to say how do you feel how was your emotional in attachment the, to her in the japanese version it's done so much better because i don't know that much i know that she she's got a vengeful she, spirit yeah she's a vengeful spirit because she was she because she was thrown down this well but she was always kind of bad anyway we got that from the flashback where she almost killed one of the scientists so people knew she was bad and we're kind of trying to justify putting her in a well because, you know, she was always evil. What I mean with the American remake, it just doesn't make any sense that, you know, they got this child, they bring it back. She has all these psychic abilities that kill most of these horses. So they put her out in, by, the, by the barn. And then at some point they must have given her to some doctors because the doctors tried to record her and get some videotapes. But instead of just keeping her in a hospital, like, does she not wear anything else other than that white fucking sheet? And... You know, it gets to the point where the doctors don't keep her in the hospital. They go, oh, well, you can take her home. And mum goes, I can't deal with this anymore. So I'm going to take her out to the middle of nowhere. Like, how long ago was this that she was taken? They take her out to the middle of nowhere to a well, bash her head in, fucking throw her down the well, and then build a fucking cabin on top of it. 
Yeah, I mean that was that was probably the mistake. Like, like now, in the Japanese one, it's just a cabin. Yeah. In the American remake, it's like a fucking butlin. That's not that much. Yeah, it's at least. It's 12, that's the 12th cabin, Gary! Did you notice, right? Did you notice that when they go back to the cabin in the American remake, yeah. it says it's closed for business? I get the, and the owner that would, that, uh, you know, that we, that Rachel met first, it, I reckon he'd watched the tape and died in between them going there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so I was like, well, there's got to be more copies of the tape as well. And, and when she goes to see Brian Cox, you know, he's just like, you're not the first one to turn up here asking questions. Yeah. So I'm yeah, like, how does. many other tapes have been made? How many other times has it happened? But, you know, the curse hasn't spread because nobody ever figured out to make copies um, or whatever. So Exactly. And why is he only committing suicide now? Um, because I guess it, you know, the burden of it all, the, like her coming to him again and, and, and to letting him know that it's still happening, the guilt of what happened. Uh, I like Brian Cox, but that whole side project, I think was to avoid, because in the Japanese version, she goes to see her dad and she leaves her son with her dad at that point, you know, because he's watched the tape, um, and she knows she has to try to find some kind of cure. So... You know, like we said, it's 30 minutes longer in the American version. In the Japanese version, they go to the island. They find out the information about Samara and what happened. And they find the well. Well, they, they, they realize that the well is underneath the cabin where they originally found the tape. So they go back there. In the American version, they go around this completely whole convoluted way. But they end up both at this well. And, like, less is more. We do, we say that a lot. Less is more. So in the Japanese version, you just get mum and dad trying to excavate as much water out from the well as they can so that they can go down there and find the body. If they can lay it to rest, maybe she'll be appeased and the curse will be lifted. In the American version, there's this whole fucking runaround. I can't stand Noah. I thought he was a dick. And there's this whole runaround with them fucking looking for the well and smashing stuff up because she's going to die because the sun's going to set. It's going to be timed and all this kind of thing. And then once they find the well... She gets knocked into it by the fucking TV. I thought that was awesome. Actually. Oh man! I, I, I like the fact that the marbles all rolled to one point. They let them know that it was dipping, yeah, and then they realised cool. that the wood there had rotted because of the the well underneath. And also, just like, I mean, this wasn't the first. Like, there's a sequence where she's on the ferry after the horse commits suicide. <laughs> yeah, the ferry. You know? yeah, I mean, like, uh... I mean, I, I, like there was. I mean, this. I think it's a CGI horse, or it wasn't imposed so. in quite right. Like, I mean, today it looks a little bit off, but it was still fine. Yeah, you know. And again, the the bubbling bloody water <laughs> was one of the images on the cursed tape as well. Uh, but there was like two frames of the ring, like yes. subliminal shot and, uh, and i like that enough that was um, happened when a uh, when noah was at the hospital yes and he goes yes. to see it. i saw a flash i was like you sneaky fuckers yeah yeah that was that was the transition between the boat and and him yeah um but also the scene where she does fall down the well when the tv's coming towards her again for two frames samara is on the tv as it's coming to hit her and i was like no oh, that's awesome because you know she comes out of the tv the tv's not there in the well blah 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 yeah uh, but uh, again like the, the 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 japanese one like the whole setup with the two of them are there trying to excavate the water out of the well yeah i was just like she keeps going up and running out of time i'm running out of time <laughs> but let's do this as slowly as we can i'm just like oh come on and then she's and then she just yeah. passes out and i was like yeah. I don't really get a sense that your life's in danger here, whereas in the American one, they're frantic. They're desperate. Time is of the frantic. essence. Frantic. He runs over and grabs the hose so he can use it as a rope, and it's like, woo! Slips <laughs> on the fucking mud. I was like, Scorpion wouldn't have fucking done that. 
I mean, both of them, they're in the, in, in the wells, you know, and both of them do come across uh, Samara's body. But as we said, less is more. In the Japanese version, it's, it's, it's she's being pulled out and happens to find the body. It's, it's an amazing it's, shot with the hair peels back over the skull yeah. and the green goo coming out of the sockets. It was like, that's very that's, effective. Yeah, and, it, and it's so it's scary because you think she's going to get killed, um, but she's not because they found the corpse. And the film kind of lulls you in that they found the spirit. Both films feel like that's the... It's an anticlimactic movie, but there's still t there's still more film to go. Yeah, but in the American one, it was just... They, they like once again they try to build it up too much you know Rachel's found Samara's body and then she you know she's trying to appease her oh it's okay child it's not your fault you were just born evil and, and the child rots in front of her and she just leaves the body in the well which I was like no well no, well, <laughs> no well, she doesn't want to stay we here we see other paramedics and stuff you know they yeah, excavate yeah, the body they, out they, they, they excavate the body out and things like that and I'm sure that happens again in the, in the, in the Japanese version um, but it's once again, like if you're if you're a fan of the films, you know what's coming. So in in both versions, the dad is at home. Like they think they've appeased the spirit and 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 given letting her rest in peace. But he's at home and the TV switches on, and he turns it off and then it switches on again. And Samara starts to climb out of the well. And the Japanese version is just so good, just so good of how how you can just have such a scary little image on the screen. And with that high piercing kind of music in the background telling you that, you know, your time is fucking up now. <laughs> you know, and just watching her climb out the TV for its time, I think it's such a great effect. In the American version, it's like, hey, we can digitize this. Let's make it digital. And so you just get a few more kind of fluctuations in her movements. I, I, I love I love Sadako's performance in Ringu and uh, Samara's performance in, in yeah. Ringu. I think they both nail the character right. And I love the fact that she's got no fingernails. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, I love the fact in the uh, in Ringu, the, uh, they filmed the actress uh, walking in reverse. Oh, And so they yes. played it forward nice. for the film. So it has that weird kind of like inhuman uh, approach to it yes but of course the moment that like it is iconic it is shocking and forever memorable when you see that moment of uh, of, of a character stepping out or climbing through oh. your television set it scarred so many people horrified so many people yeah just like poltergeist did you know in the 80s yeah man uh, like the fear of technology uh, of, of phones you know, the writer actually said, you know, the author who was like, the rings doesn't mean, it's not about the telephone. It's not about the, the ghost calling you. Yeah, how does the ghost call you? How, like, how does it know your number? Yeah. What if you don't have a phone? <laughs> yeah, what if you don't answer? Like, what happens, what happens if on the seventh day you're in the desert? Like, right, exactly. Does she climb out the sand? Like, if I show him the tape and then, and then he shows it back to me. What if, I, I, what if I hold the television in front of a black hole? Yeah, what, if, what if I hold it in front of a blender or off a cliff? What if I get hit by a bus before the end of the seven days holding the tape and it gets destroyed at the same time? Well, you're still dead. You got hit by the bus. Yeah, but... But what like, if you hold two screens together? Does she come out of one screen and into the other? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Or you turn the TV off at the same time. 
what like i i know like the japanese version you don't really see anything once again just like at the beginning we only get a bit of a flash and i i have to say 20 years after watching it watching the guy go ah, i was like man i can see where the parodies have come from the joke is there but that shot of the camera zoom in on her eye i think it's just absolutely terrifying yeah and that's why i always think the fear is what's gonna bit of trivia for you here yeah. is that that the the close-up of the eye yeah was actually a, a male crew member um on the set who right. uh, actually had to cut off all of his eyelashes uh, in order to give that effect. And so when you see it, yeah, there's no eyelashes and it's actually a dude. Wow. Which does actually bring me up to a different bit of trivia for you, is that yeah. in the books, uh, Sedico is actually um, uh, intersex. Oh. Um, so she's kind of not not male, not female. Um, you know, and it, it is a rare condition that still happens. So like sleepaway camp? Well, kind of. And now it doesn't really bear any importance on the film. It's just that um, Sadiko in The Ring is a fully grown woman, whereas in The Ring, uh, it's a little girl. Yeah. So there's a big age difference between the two characters there. And also there's more gender swapping that happened from the books. Uh, in the books, the uh, the male character is the protagonist and ah. it's the wife who dies at the end of, of the stories. Wow, And nice. so, yeah. Uh, and of course, they have a daughter in, in, the, in the books, not, not a son. Um, so yeah, the, the genders have been swapped around and played around with a little bit, but I don't think it has any bearing or makes too much of an impact uh, I, on the story. I think a female character in the movies plays off better because once again, we love a good scream queen. Um, and in in the Japanese version, you know, the the mum comes to the realization that the curse hasn't been stopped. Uh, you know, because her husband's died, it's only been stopped for her because she's made she's made a copy. In the American version. You know, we just get this whole big, massive, huge build-up of, of of Samara climbing out the TV. It looks more digital. We still don't see the dad or what happens to him, but we see the puddle of water when when uh, Naomi Watts runs in and she's been trying to call him and she realizes, oh, you don't, know, don't 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 she turn the chair around? Don't we get a flash of his face? I'm we, pretty sure we did. We see a flash of it a little bit later. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, but you're right. Not at it, that it's the fact moment. that it's ingrained in yeah. because it's so brief that's it. it it burns that's it <laughs> but the fucking harshest thing i thought as well wasn't the fact that the dad had died because i thought he was a dick <laughs> it was the fact that naomi watts leaves stumbles down the stairs and she sees her ex-husband her ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend getting ready to climb in an elevator and going upstairs knowing full well that when the woman's going to go in there she's probably going to die of fucking fright when she sees her dead boyfriend does she say anything <laughs> no no. No! She purposely... <laughs> so cold. Purposely, purposely fucking leaves it. I was like... One thing I didn't, uh, we didn't bring up earlier, what I did like in the American version, um, which wasn't in the Japanese version, was the girl from the beginning, um, Becca, who had been locked up in a mental Sh institution. That, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that character is also explored in the Ringu sequels. Right, right, um, yeah. And has a big part in, in, in there. Um, but yeah, actually going to... to you know, to question her about what did she see? What did she know? Yeah. Uh, you get some information the, I mean, from there. I, I wonder how that would be. Like, if you've watched The Ring and I haven't, and I, uh, will I see Seliko fucking Samara kill you, you know, yeah. or is it only invisible, or is it only visible to you? You know, will she go, ha, ah, don't watch this tape, or you should because I'll fucking kill you. I think um, she wants people to see the tape, though. She wants to kill everyone. Yeah. Like, in both versions, uh, they come to the same kind of conclusion that they need to make a copy of the tape and show it to somebody else to try to stop their son 
from dying. Uh, in the Japanese version, she kind of takes her whole VHS uh, player and the VHS to her dad's under the, you know, and she even says, like, Dad, I need to ask you a favor. Um, in, in the American version, they're just like, we're going to make a copy. And what about the person who we're showing it to? And, and Naomi Watts is like, just... <laughs> let's not think about that right let's, now. Let's not think about that. <laughs> we're going to explore that in the sequels, which I don't recommend. I don't, I don't. No. <laughs> well, Ian, what were your favorite scenes from the Ring movies? Um, well, I mean... I think my favourite sequences uh, in these in, in both movies just primarily revolve around the VHS tape. You know, the, the weird images, the music. Both movies do it quite well. I much prefer the Japanese version over the American version because I think the American versions overdid it. But if the American version is the first one you're going to go see, then that's good because you'll, you'll see, oh my God, that's over the top. Hey, these guys did it less is more kind of attitude. I mean, I mean, neither of them really have any good kills because for horror movies, there's like two deaths. That's it. You know, I can't really remember if there's more deaths in the sequels or if they're going off on one. But in both these movies, it's more about, you know, the relationship between mum, dad and the little boy. I love the camera work in the original Japanese version of the little boy going and finding the tape. You know, just some of those shots just really stick with me um other than that brian cox electrocuting himself in the remake was all right <laughs> that's it really okay yeah i i think there's uh, a lot of memorable stuff uh in in both versions um i love the uh, the first time uh, uh rico goes to cabin b4 you know and it sets up the tension with the uh, with the photo i i love the uh the sequence where the mother reacts to, or we get the flashback of the original death and we saw yes. it, see her in the cupboard. I thought that was great. Yeah. I, I love the, the brief moments after just watching the tape and the watching both characters realize that they've just watched them. Like, even though they're waiting for the phone call and they get the phone call letting them know they're going to die in seven days. Yeah. In the Japanese version, we don't hear anything on the phone, but in, in the, you know, the remake, we hear seven days. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I love the both actresses' responses to it and how, you know, and how things, the dread escalates from there. Would she say that in French if you only spoke French? Like, if she rang and went, <laughs> Bonjour, seven days. Oui, what? Bonjour. That's a good question. Let's go and ask Samara. <laughs> uh, I love the moment where uh, Ryoji s sat uh, like uh, in, in a busy area. Oh, in the park. And, and, the, and, feet. The, and the feet just walk yeah. up towards him. And again, it just plays on that paranoia and the fear because he knows like the curse and everything. And he's like, is that is this the curse? I'm like, is it now I'm going to die? Yeah, yeah. You know, and he, he doesn't look up. Yeah. And he waits for the wait forever it is to just go away. So that was a great moment. Uh, in both films, I love the moment where the son is walking in the rain and they come face to face with their father. Yes. Now, in both times, in both films, we don't know the relationship here. No. But we're just like, are these two strangers that are just crossing paths? Or they've stopped for a reason because they identify each other. They don't say anything and they both carry on going their, their separate ways. Beautiful uh, imagery, uh, both photographed very well, very memorable uh, scene. The uh, I will say in the I preferred in the Japanese version the uh, the son Toshi watching the tape yes. and, the, and the mother's reaction uh, that felt much more frighteningly real than I would say Naomi Watts's performance in the remake. It didn't feel yeah as genuine as it was in the American one in, in the, uh, the Japanese one. Yeah, in the Japanese one, like I said, it kind of felt like accidental that he'd come across the tape and he's watching it. In in the American one, it's like. That's what he was led to by Samara. Like, yeah. you know, 
forced him to kind of watch it. Yeah, yeah. And of course, the shock ending. Yeah. Um, for the American one, uh, the ring tape footage I thought was brilliant. I loved the box of fingers and the bubbling blood and the finger on the nail and the open mouth with the string coming out of it oh, or the okay, hair. Yeah, the hair. Yeah, yeah. I thought, oh, I thought that, that was, was very, very well yeah. done on the art department there. Um, I, I, one of my other favourite scenes is when she's watching the tape again and she's trying to adjust the tracking to see an extended image. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's the scene where the fly is on the screen and she managed to pull it from the TV. And I was like, again, more foreshadowing that whatever's on this tape can come out of the TV. Um, like, that was a great oh, moment. That's what I, I didn't understand that. Like, how is like in the nosebleed, the psychicness? I was like, yeah, what? I just thought those were interesting additions yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah, to the yeah. story. The the horse fairy scene, I don't think it's very good, but it's still memorable. You still remember the bubbling blood and the horse cries oh, from underwater God, that's yeah. layered over the top. Oh, so, yeah, God, yeah. That, that was horrifying. I think it was the girl screaming as well, just layered in. It's pretty pretty horrifying. I, I also loved the uh, the interview, the flashback interview of the Doctor asking Samara these questions. Well, that was uh, fascinating. Um, I also thought it was interesting that the uh, the tree... You know, that um, that gets burnt on the wall yeah, and the tree yeah. that's on the tape. Uh, it's actually a, a Japanese maple tree, I think. Ah. Um, so I was like, it's a nod there to the original film. You know, when he goes to the doctors and he's going through the reports, there's a bunch of Japanese pages there. Yes, that's like, yeah. again, a nod. Uh, but interestingly, that, that, that maple tree... I think it's a maple tree. I mean, it was a fake one anyway. Uh, but uh, the fruit that that tree bears is called a Samara fruit. Ah. Um, so I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. That's, that's funky. Um, and of course, uh, the, the ending uh, and the, the horrifying gore effects, I thought were also very, very, very well, well done uh, in, in both films. Well, Ian, do you recommend Ringu or The Ring? I definitely recommend the original Japanese Ringu from 1998 uh, I just think I, I, I remember the first time I, I watched it it was late at night I was on my own and the image of her you know climbing out of the TV fucking scared the crap out of me so much but I just never went back you know because we just had such a flurry of vengeful spirit movies after that i was just like i'm kind of done and then all of a sudden the americans started to remake all of them and i'm like well i know how they all go you know for me pulse is still amazing but ring is where it all started if you're gonna watch either of them then you know watch the original because it's so good we always say that if you're if you're if you have to be if you need the americanizations the westernization the extendedness the gore the special effects and whatnot watch the american one it's not bad it's just not as good as the original sure ringu for me is a must watch especially for horror fans. It has a powerful sense of dread and futility that is incredibly effective in building tension in a very minimalistic way. It's very unsettling, playing with paranoia and fear of technology as this slow burn thriller builds into all-out horror. The cast was great, with Hiroyuki Sanada being the standout performer with some subtle expressions that have great impact, which also helped ground the film from becoming silly. The film has a good pace, it's well edited, and concludes in one of the most iconic, shocking, and memorable endings in horror cinema, resulting in many sequels and remakes that have been going on for more than 20 years now. Minor complaints from me include the screenplay, which has characters revealing psychic powers, you know, not hinted at before, and it feels, it feels lacking and unpolished. It's, it was very jarring. 
the music again is minimal, creepy and haunting, especially as the subtitle of the days that are ticking by towards the ending uh, slowly ramps up. You know, it's easy to see why Ringu has become loved and championed and was the start of a wave of Japanese horror films that opened a deep well of supernatural, long-haired, creepy ghost girls with a vengeance into pop culture and has remained there. Brilliant, suspenseful, minimalistic, claustrophobic, chilling and frightening. A must-watch. Now, I do also recommend The Ring from 2002, which surprised me after kind of dismissing it upon its original release as a derivative cash-in offering nothing new other than the same film minus the subtitles. <laughs> the Ring explores the origins of Samara or Sedeko, uh, giving more insight into this demon child. Uh, it has a very effective curse tape layered with clues and insights into the supernatural and horrifying way into which she was killed. Uh, but the ugly and sickly green filter over the entire film was incredibly distracting, uh, though I appreciate the intent it's a, of its effect, but felt it was too much. Uh, Naomi Watts I thought was great in the lead, very convincing at portraying the dread and the horror, and reacted well to the horrifying moments while, while learning about Samara, uh, and while building relationships with her own estranged son, you know, building on the themes of broken families and, uh, and abuse. Uh, the Ring has a great score by Hans Zimmer. It's well edited and the monstrous Samara looks fantastic, along with the short glimpses of the carnage she causes. The art department, as I said, did a stellar job here. And it's rare, I believe, for a remake to capture the spirit of the original. But I think Gore Verbinski has achieved that incredibly well. And so this is also a recommended viewing uh, from me, especially uh, as a companion uh, to Ringu. Before you die, you see the ring. Thanks for watching Off The Shelf Reviews.